Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Thursday, March 17, 2022, and this is day 1461 of our journey together. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we glorify you and praise you. Thank you for waking us up this beautiful day. You've allowed us to go forth and function and have our very being and to go forth and fulfill the purpose that you've given us for today. Help us, Lord, to be uh, mighty and powerful in you, to trust in you and all things, to not get weary and well-doing, for in due season we will reap if we don't faint. Help us, Lord, to stay strong and to keep the the um, joy of the Lord, which is our strength. I thank you, my Lord, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, my Lord, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, Amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Today's message is judging and revenge are best friends. Uh Uh-huh. Yes, they are. We're, we talked about this last night in Bible study and uh, talking about it again today. We're coming out of 1 Samuel chapter 25 verses 1 through 44. And uh, this is about uh, a very evil man um, who was judgmental and then about David who was ready to take revenge. And let's see how Abigail stopped all of this through the wisdom of God and how this judging and revenge could have created a catastrophe of, of an, an immeasurable amount. All right, so 1 Samuel chapter 25, starting at verse 1. says, uh, I'm going to start at verse 2. It says, A certain man in Maon who had property there at Carmel was a very wealthy Um, He had a thousand goats and three thousand sheep, which he was shearing in Carmel. His name was Nabal, and his wife's name was Abigail. She was an intelligent and beautiful woman, but her husband was surly and mean in his dealings. He was a Calebite. While David was in the wilderness, he heard that Nabal was shearing sheep. So he sent 10 young men and said to them, Go up to Nabal at Carmel and greet him in my name. Say to him, Long life to you, good health to you and your household, and good health to all that is yours. So he's giving kindness, uh, hospitality, uh, while going to send a message to Nabal. David was sending a message to Nabal. He says, now I hear that it is sheep shearing time. When your shepherds were with us, we did not mistreat them. And the whole time they were at Carmel, nothing of theirs was missing. Ask your own servants and they will tell you. Therefore be favorable toward my men since we come at a festive time. Please give your servants and your son David whatever you can find for them. When David's men arrived, they gave Nabal this message in David's name. Then they waited. Nabal answered David's servants, Who is this David? Who is this son of Jesse? 
Many servants are breaking away from their masters these days. Why should I take my bread and water and the meat I have slaughtered for my shearers to give to give it to men coming from who knows where? So he was judging. He knew nothing about what David had done. And, and David made it clear that we watched over your shearers when they were in our territory and we made sure to keep them safe. But yet Nabal judged David and sized it up, sized him up as somebody he would not dare watch over or protect. Let's go down to verse 12. David's men turned around and went back. When they arrived, they reported every word. David said to his men, each of you strap on your sword. So they did, and David strapped on his his on as well. About 400 men went up with David, while 200 stayed with the supplies. One of the servants told Abigail, Nabal's wife, David sent messengers from the wilderness to give our master his greetings, but he hurled insults at them. Yet these men were very good to us. They did not mistreat us. And the whole time we were out in the fields near them, nothing was missing. Night and day, they were a wall around us. The whole time we were herding our sheep near them. Now think it over and see what you can do because disaster is hanging over our master and his whole household. He is such a wicked man that no one can talk to him. So at this point, David is ready to take revenge. Remember, judging and revenge go hand in hand so many times. So David is furious because Nabal would not uh, extend the gratitude that he, that David had extended to his men or the protection that he had extended to his men. So now, now David is out to kill uh, Nabal and everyone in his household. Verse 18 says, Abigail acted quickly. She took 200 loaves of bread, two skins of wine, five dressed sheep, five seas of roasted grain, a hundred cakes of raisins, and 200 cakes of pressed figs and loaded them on donkeys. Then she told her servants, go ahead, I'll follow you. But she did not tell her husband, Nabal. As she came riding her donkey into a mountain ravine, there were David and his men descending toward her and she met them. David had just said, It's been useless, all my watching over this fellow's property in the wilderness so that nothing of his was missing. He has paid me back evil for good. May God deal with David, be it ever so severely, if by morning I leave alive one male of all who belong to him. He's saying, I'm going out and I'm going to massacre every man that lives uh, in his camp. And he, I'm sure, had several men that worked for him. When Abigail saw David, she quickly got off her donkey and bowed down before David with her face to the ground. She fell at his feet and said, pardon your servant, my Lord, and let me speak to you. Hear what your servant has to say. Please pay no attention, my Lord, to that wicked man, Nabal. He is just like his name. His name means fool. And folly goes with him. And as for me, your servant, I did not see the men my Lord sent. And now, my Lord, as surely as the Lord your God lives, and as you live, 
since the Lord has kept you from bloodshed and from avenging yourself with your own hands. May your enemies and all who are intent on harming my Lord be like Nabal. And and she and left this gift, which your servant has brought to my Lord, be given to the men who follow you. So she gave a gift. And, and I don't know if I said that, but she said that her husband's name means fool. His name means fool and folly goes with him. Please give your servants presumption. The Lord your God will certainly make a lasting dynasty for my Lord because you fight the Lord's battles and no wrongdoing will be found in you as long as you live. Even though someone is pursuing you to take your life, the life my Lord will be bound securely in the bundle of living by the Lord your God, but the lives of your enemies he will hurl away from the pocket of a sling. She is speaking directly to David in his language. You see, when she mentioned that sling, she was talking about when David uh, killed Goliath with a slingshot. So this was prior to, this was some time before this had taken place. And David had already been anointed to be king uh, by Samuel but he was not yet installed because Saul was still on the throne and Saul was out to kill David as well. And David could have taken Saul's life uh, at least a few times, but because of the respect he had to the word of God, touch uh, not my prophet uh, and do my, let's see, oh my goodness, I forgot that scripture. Oh, Holy Spirit. (laughs) Anyway, touch not my anointed and do my prophet no harm. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yes. So David did not do that. He did not harm Saul. He was waiting on the right time. And it is very important for us to do the same thing. Wait on the timing of God. Sometimes we can get in a hurry and begin to take revenge or judge the situation or that person, I would say. Um, You know, when we're judging people, we're talking about God. Because we're made in the image of God. So when we do that, we're judging God. As a matter of fact, uh, in in Matthew, the Bible says, uh, judge not or you will be judged. And he says, first of all, take the log out of your own eye so that you can see the speck in your brother's eye. So don't go trying to take something out of someone else's eye, the little speck, when you've got a huge beam in your own eye. That's what the word of God says. All right. So she says, this is still Abigail speaking in verse 30. She says, when the Lord has fulfilled for my Lord, every good thing he promised concerning him and has appointed him ruler over Israel, my Lord will not have on his conscience the staggering burden of needless bloodshed or, or having avenged himself. And when the Lord, your God has brought my Lord success, Remember your servant. This woman is mighty and powerful. She is speaking in faith. She is speaking um, those things that are not as though they are because she's prophesying to David. She's saying, you don't want this to ruin your legacy, man. You're a mighty man of God. You're above this. And and, and also remember me (laughs) when you become successful. David said to Abigail, 
Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, who has sent you today to meet me. May you be blessed for your good judgment and for keeping me from bloodshed this day and from avenging myself with my own hands. Otherwise, as surely as the Lord, the God of Israel lives, who has kept me from harming you, if you had not come quickly to meet me, not one male belonging to Nabal would have been left alive by daybreak. She saved many lives by her obedience to God and by intervening between someone who was judging and someone who was ready to take revenge. Then David accepted from her hand what she had brought him and said, Go home in peace. I have heard your words and granted your request. When Abigail went to Nabal, he was in the house holding a banquet like that of a king. He was in high spirits and very drunk. So she told him nothing at all until daybreak. I mean, that's great wisdom right there. I mean, somebody that's not in their right mind, they're drunk or high. I mean, it's it's like talking to the to a wall because they're not going to be able to determine what you're saying. And verse 37 says, Then in the morning when Nabal was sober, his wife told him all these things, and his heart failed him, and he became like a stone. About 10 days later, the Lord struck Nabal, and he died. Then David heard that Nabal was dead and said, He said, praise be to the Lord who has upheld my cause against Nabal for treating me with contempt. He has kept his servant from doing wrong and has brought Nabal's wrongdoing down on his own head. David and then David sent word to Abigail asking her to become his wife. Glory to God. I know that was a lot, but it's so powerful. And I really think it's important for you to hear that whole word. Look at what God did and look at the obedience uh, that made, that helped to make that happen. And had David not obeyed and withdrew from taking revenge, who knows how the story would have been. David would not have been blessed in the way that he was. We must be very careful about judging others and taking revenge. In Romans chapter 12, Let me just read that. Uh, Romans chapter 12 tells us, uh, and going and starting in verse 17 through 21, do not repay anyone evil for evil. This is Paul who wrote this uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit. He says, be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, It is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. And doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Revenge is mine, saith the Lord. So even... When we feel the person deserves it, here are some steps we need to take, all right? Number one, be careful not to be lured into revenge because of the acts of judgment and evil perpetrated upon you or against you by others. David fell into that trap, and had it not been 
for that woman, that mighty woman of God, to intervene. He would have had blood on his hands. Number two, listen to who God sends to you and obey. They could very well be sent to save your life. Number three, if you are the one God sends to help rescue that person, uh, be careful to speak only what the Holy Spirit gives you to say. Don't become judgmental uh, like many others I see. Uh, and this is something that we have to be aware of. We can we can judge so easily. It's just it's just in us. You know, I've done it many times and still do and have to catch myself. Uh, it is so subtle that I even see it on the cop shows, you know, where, uh, instead of just giving the person a ticket saying you need to show up in court. Uh, I'll hear the uh, on those shows. Uh, I'm not saying all police officers are like this, but they just start judging them. You know, if you hadn't done this, this wouldn't have happened or whatever. Well, that's not your place. Uh, many of us overstep our boundaries and God is calling us to take care of a situation and be observant, uh, but not uh, judging other people. And then number four, give God the glory and thank him for keeping you from doing evil. Just as David did, he recognized when he came to himself and was able to calm down after talking to Abigail, he recognized that it's not worth it. And that was so uh, powerful as well, because to withdraw, that takes humility to say, you know what, you're right. And to listen to a woman at that during those days, women were second class citizens and their words were not held uh up as high as from another man. And number five, God will bless you for your obedience above and beyond what you could think or even imagine. If we allow God to fight our battles for us and not take revenge. I'll never forget, this was several years ago, a dear friend of ours from our old church, Sister Evelyn. I'll never forget Sister Evelyn and uh, how amazing of a woman she was. Her daughter, who we all knew uh, and loved, uh, had been in the military and gotten home and uh, rededicated her life to the Lord and was truly um, uh, loving Jesus and doing his will. And she got married and uh, was seemed to be a happy uh happy situation. They had three beautiful children. They were babies. One might have been um, a few months, like nine months. The other one might have been two, and the other one might have been four years old. And uh, uh, we did not know that behind closed doors, there was domestic violence going on in her household. No one knew, at least I didn't know. I don't know if her, if Sister Evelyn knew or not, but you know, that wasn't our business, but we were a church family. And um, one day, the husband killed her dear daughter, and who was like a daughter to us as well. It was devastating. He literally um, stabbed her uh, many times, and we were just all sickened by it. And the number one thing for me was... I wanted revenge. He took, he hurt this precious woman, killed her, 
left these three children without a parent, without a mother. And I was devastated. And yes, in my mind was revenge. And I had to pray and ask God to take that off of me. In the meantime, Sister Evelyn went to court when they had a hearing and uh, was sentencing him uh, for prison. She went and talked to the husband and led him to Christ. I said, oh my goodness, what kind of love is that? That is that godly kind of love. That is agape love. She did not go there for revenge. She went there and shared the love of Jesus with the man that killed her her child, her only daughter. And that truly changed my life forever. It helped me to see I mean, you know, we can read about it and the word of God is true, but to see somebody that you know and you can touch and feel go through something so devastating and yet forgive and then lead that person to Christ. Wow, I just, I I was amazed and God allowed me to see that or or at least know it uh, from Sister Evelyn's mouth. And I encourage you today, If you're in that situation where someone has hurt you uh, and the first thing we typically will go to, our default button is to take revenge. God is saying, give it to him, just like Sister Evelyn did, just like Abigail did and, you know, help to stop a mass, mass slaughter. We too should do that. Don't judge. Don't judge others. Um, And... And let God handle our fights and he will do it. And he will do it in a way that only he can and and he will get the glory and we will be successful. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory to God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And please don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, please subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name and your email address. And don't forget to check us out on tzonekc.org. Check out what we're doing in the community with our precious youth, teaching them workforce skills, life skills, and entrepreneurship development. And become a partner. Oh, yes. And help us uh, do what we're doing with the youth. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you, and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.